Good morning. It's September 25th, and welcome to Doing Life, Daily Devotions for Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is Your Crowd. As Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Matthew 9, 10-11 I happen to live in a mostly politically conservative state, in a mostly politically conservative city, in a mostly politically conservative neighborhood, with mostly politically conservative colleagues and friends, in a mostly conservative life group formed out of an evangelical church with mostly politically conservative members. Oddly enough, I'm mostly politically conservative. But I'm a physician, and I have many politically liberal patients, and not a few colleagues and nurses who would certainly never label themselves conservative. I interact with these people daily and make an effort to keep an open mind about social, economic, racial, and political issues in general. Even so, I would say that my wife and I are usually found in the company of like-minded individuals. The problem with that, in my experience, is that if you are always surrounded by people of the same opinion— the same socioeconomic circumstances, the same ethnicity, the same level of education. You can start to believe your own press, as it were. Some of my friends were horrified that I would even waste my time watching the Democratic National Convention on TV. You can start to lose sight of the fact that God loves vegans just as much as paleo people. God loves African Americans just as much as Irish Americans or Mexican Americans. Gay people just as much as straight slow people just as much as intelligent, Democrats just as much as Republicans. Really, not kidding. Galatians three twenty-eight. Jesus didn't have this problem. He was Jewish and a rabbi. He was expected to act righteously, and that meant hanging out with the right people. But he didn't think like the religious elite, the Pharisees and the scribes who were experts on the law. They made it their life's goal to adhere to every statute, and who, in keeping with that goal, wouldn't be caught dead hanging out with a sinner, or worse, a Gentile. Christ came as a savior, and he was Jewish. So he did hang out with his own people, but he also spent time with anyone who needed saving, Matthew nine twelve. He even hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors, the latter of which were renowned for lining their own pockets, cheating even the poor out of what little they had. Though the religious elite of his culture couldn't see it, all men are sinners and fall short of the glory of God. Romans three twenty one through 24 Christians can be confused by Christ's example. When the Apostle Paul quotes the pagan writer Menander to the Corinthians, quote, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. Unquote. 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three. But remember, our former pastor's mantra about Scripture, a text out of context is a pretext for a proof text. Paul was talking about false teachers, men who claimed knowledge of God, but in fact were ignorant. He was warning the Corinthians not to be deceived. He wasn't warning them to avoid the average Joe who sinned, because that would be, well, everyone. Here comes the broken record. God instructed us to do two things. How hard is that? You don't even have to write them down. I mean, it's just two things, right? Love God and love each other. Well, That's impossible unless you A, forge a relationship with God and B, expose yourself to the company of people who need your love. 
Remember what Jesus told us all. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. For if you love only those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even tax collectors do the same? Matthew 5, 44, 46. The only way to love those who aren't like you and don't hold to your opinions is to hang out with them sometime and listen to their perspective. You never know what you might learn. Evidently, Christ found something worth loving in Matthew, and he was the man, the tax man. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. At least we say we do. But if we do, we need to do what you ask of us. John fourteen fifteen. Let the Spirit move us to engage people different from us, different in appearance, in opinions, in social status, in beliefs, in preferences, and encourage us to listen more than we speak. Who knows what might happen? Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.